Good morning, good afternoon, good day, good night, good evening, whatever time of day it is, wherever you are. What's up? How you doing? Welcome to my black self, the motherfucking podcast. <laughs> oh, I'm so ratchet. Sometimes I can't help it. It's in my blood. It's in my spirit. It's, it's flowing through the veins. It's flowing. Let me sit this coffee down real quick. Take a deep breath with me real quick. Before we get into it, just take a... I want to get into how I've been. I want to touch on transitions. And I would like to tell y'all about my continued grieving experience. Um, So we can just get straight into it. Grieving is still a fucking thing. It still fucking sucks. It still fucking creeps up out of nowhere. Um, Excuse me. Two anniversaries have passed since. um, And they're both, my grandmother and my sister, both of their uh, death-aversaries, shout out to Jen Gully, both of their uh, death-aversaries are in July. And if you want to know why I'm shouting out Jen Gully, uh, that's what she calls it, death adversary. I don't know if anybody else calls it that, but hey, she put me onto it, so shout out to Jen. Um, both of the death adversaries are in July. Um, Grandma is the 21st, and Kia, I believe, is the 28th or the 29th. I don't know why I can't get this stuck in my head. I believe it's because I really just don't want the day to still exist. Um, so it's one of those two days. But literally, they died within a week of each other, a year later, um, within a year or so. You get what I'm trying to fucking say. Um, Grieving the both of them has been, first off, grieving is a terrible, beautiful, traumatic experience. Um, Because you realize everything you do, everything. When you have people a part of your life for 33, 34, 33 years, 32 and 33 years, um, you walk down the steps and you're reminded of when you walk down the steps with somebody. You lock the door, you're reminded of when you lock the door or when they lock the door. You turn on the stove, you remember what they used to cook. Um, You wake up in the middle of the night, you remember that they were still sleeping. You go to the grocery store, you remember that, what they used to buy, um, or how y'all all went to the grocery store together. Everything you do reminds you of them. Oh my God. Beautiful because they will never leave your headspace. Um, you'll always have those moments and you'll remember shit that you forgot about. And traumatic because of the way they died, you'll also remember that too when you don't want to. When you hear an ambulance, when you ride by the hospital, um, when you talk to somebody that they love, when you're just sitting in your own personal space um, remembering things or when you're just sitting in your silence, having your silent review, shout out to those folks. Um, They know who they are. You remember those things. Um, 
And it's sad because they're not here. You have to go day to day remembering that, oh, they're not here. Like, oh my God, I just made a new friend. Kia, let me, can't call you. Grandma, let me, can't call you. Those are the very sad moments. You know, I've experienced a lot over these last couple months and something really big happened to me and I just couldn't do nothing but cry because I was like, I always call my sister when really, um, oh gosh, I'm gonna get emotional now. What the fuck? This is the first episode back. I'm not supposed to be crying with y'all. Um, I always call her when these things happen. Like, my go-to person when something great, when something really bad, or when I had to make a fucking tough-ass decision was Kia. Right? And then I would go to my mom and then I would go to my dad. So now I'm like, okay, this is the thing about grief. Your current people um, fill different spaces. So friends in your life have two jobs now. They only had one, now they have two. Okay? You know, all of my friends, they have been transitioned. Um, they didn't even interview for the fucking job. They just got it. Okay, this is your place now. I need you to do this. Um, I recently, uh, I told her I adopted her as my big sister, um, my best friend's sister, Athena. Hey, girl. Um, she reminds me of my sister, some of the things she does, and I fucking love it. Um, so I told her last week, I said, I just want you to know that I adopted you as my big sister a long time ago. Uh, so now you have the big sister role. So it's not necessarily about you being a big sister. It's about me um, looking at you towards my as my big sister and me doing things for you because I used to do things for her. So it's not even about you doing things for me. It's about me just being able to be around you and do things for you. If you did not know, now you know. And some other friends have become a nurse to me. Like, uh, deal with my coping like okay and I've learned how to communicate things a lot better like I'm really sad right now or I'm thinking about this or I'm thinking about that um why the fuck is this episode so emotional what the fuck I need a fucking tissue god damn it um I'm gonna be real black I'll be right back that motherfucker's about to get me <laughs> okay I ain't even got on no makeup but the great Wendy Okay, because sometimes you use that tissue, you get a little tissue ball up and then I'll just be looking crazy and then the whole episode will be about the tissue ball that's in my goddamn corners of my eyes. Um, people pick up different roles. I feel like me as a son to a mother who lost a daughter, I'm still in... I'm still uneven as to what my son role is now. Like, I know my mother and my sister used to share certain things. And then she shares them with me now or continues or whatever. Um, and I know I can't fill those spaces. Like, it's just impossible. Like, Kia was just a fucking big ass sunshine. Like, ball of fucking sunshine. So... I think I battle with that, um, trying to figure out what space I am when it comes to that. No, I haven't communicated this with my therapist. No, I haven't communicated this with my mother. Yes, this is the first time everybody's hearing about it. Here it is. Um, so, and I also think I just realized this, but I don't know how to 
um, fill that space. And I don't think I will, I know I'm not going to be able to, but I haven't had that conversation with my mom to say, hey, how can I show up in this weird space that we're in? Um, yeah, we had that conversation with my nephew and he expressed some things to us. So that's been beautiful. Um, and then, <clears throat> excuse me, and then grandma. When I tell y'all it is every single day that I am about to pick up my phone and call my grandmother, it's ridiculous. Like every day I'm like, I can't call them. Um, so I'm still experiencing that. I don't think that'll ever go away because I know I've told y'all how I am with my family and I, I really mean it. Like my family is like this. Um, so that's something hard that I'm experiencing still. Um, and I honestly, certain things you don't want to stop experiencing because you want to think about them every day. You want the weird interaction that the universe is giving you uh, with this person every day. I posted a video of my sister laughing. I was trying on an Eeyore onesie. You should go back and watch the video because her laugh is fucking like, it'll brighten up your day if you're sad today and I'm not doing it for you. Um, but I posted a video of her laugh, right? Oddly enough, every time I went to Instagram, the video just played. And it did that for about 10 minutes. I was scrolling through Instagram and I kept hearing her laugh over and over and over and over and over and over again. I was like, what the fuck? So then I was just extremely sad for a couple hours. Like, it fucked me up. But I was like, is this her? Like, is she fucking with me right now? Because... I wasn't even on her video. It just will continue to play in the background. And I was like, I couldn't stop it. I closed Instagram and everything, opened it back up, and it just kept going. Every time I opened up Instagram, it kept playing. It did that for really about 10 minutes. And I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Um, take the sign and adjust, reevaluate, and sit in it. This is meant to happen, okay? It's meant for me to hear her voice over and over again. I guess I gotta just fucking be fucked up for the rest of the day because this is meant to be. So I just gotta let it be. You'll notice things like that. A song will come on and you'll be like, fuck, I don't wanna hear this song right now. But then you'll be like, but I want the memory. I wanna remember when we used to listen to this song. Like there was a song, um, I came to win, to fight or prosper, fly. Rihanna and Nicki Minaj, like I haven't listened to that song in probably about two years. And the song came on and I just bawled. I was like, this is the first time I'm hearing this song because I've been avoiding it and avoiding it and avoiding it. And I couldn't do nothing but cry. I couldn't do nothing but cry, y'all. I don't know what's going on with my hair right now. I do know what's going on. I knew I was going to have this issue. I already knew, but I was just like, it'll be fine. My hair will stay where it's supposed to be. I didn't put nothing in it to make it stay where it was supposed to be. So why would it do that for me? <laughs> um, 
make sure you check in with your people that are grieving. Um, make sure you check in with your people who've had those traumatic experiences due to and are now grieving that traumatic experience. Make sure you check in with the people who have lost people, who have lost um, long relationships, who have lost friends. You know what I mean? I lost a friend. I didn't lose a friend. A friend has exited my life this year. And when I tell you it was the most beautiful thing because, you know, you have friendships that you think are solid and, um, or you have friendships that are a little rocky. And then you have those unexpected friendships that, you know, the friendship just poops. So I have one of those. <laughs> and a lot of people would ask me, um, what happened between you two? What happened? You talk to them and I would go, no. Because if you weren't friend enough to tell me why we're not friends no more, and I don't know if I did anything to you, you can say, hey, Malcolm, you know, because I consider myself to be very approachable. So if you can't come to me and be like, hey, Malcolm, um, these are the things you did to me, and I don't want to be your friend anymore. If you can't come to me in that way, we were never friends. I want to make that very fucking clear. If you cannot approach me, if you're scared to approach me, or if you feel uncomfortable approaching me, or if you really just don't give a fuck to approach me and you feel like I'm nothing to you, we were never friends. And I want to make that shit clear. <laughs> and I want to tell y'all how I operate. Like, I don't need answers from people. Like, I, I, I don't need answers. Like, I'm not going to hit you up. Or I'm not going to wonder why. Why are we not friends no more? Oh, my gosh. Why this nigga don't talk to me no more? I'm not wondering that. I am good. Some people really have that problem where they stay on a topic and they really want to know the why. Baby, I'm good over here. <laughs> I'm doing just fine. And I would not change my life. Just fine. Like Mary J said, I'm good. You ain't got you ain't got to worry about me. You ain't got to worry about me. Mm-mm, baby, find somebody else to do it. <laughs> Mm-mm, baby, find somebody else to do it, okay? But nah, um, yeah, every now and again, like, a friend will know or mention a guy that I used to date or not even fucking date. We fucked or whatever the fuck we did. And I'd be like, so you don't want to know why y'all don't talk? No! Absolutely not. Because if you can stop talking to me, we were, this was nothing. Okay. We had nothing. If you can get a little funny and get a little distant after you came to see me and you feel some type of way and you can't approach me and tell me what was going on, I'm not pulling it out of you. You know why I'm not going to pull it out of you? Because that describes the relationship. I will always be pulling information out of you. I will always be the one to trigger you so you can communicate. If you don't already know how to communicate, we can't do anything here. Nothing is happening here. You know, I had someone ask me, uh, I was on a dating app, right? I'm on the dating app. So if you see me, swipe right. If you ain't got no money, swipe left. But, um... Someone asked me, why are you still single? And I was like, first off, I hate that question. Um, but I'll be asking it too. I was like, because... I'm always ready to answer some shit. And I'd be like, because... 
I have done a lot of work on myself. I know who the fuck I am and I'm 100% confident in this nigga right here. And I know my traumas. I know my struggles. I worked through it and I am continuously healing. You know what I'm saying? I've done the work on myself. So if the next person that's trying to come along in my life, if you ain't done the work, if you don't know who you are, if you still going through the struggle, and if you still dealing with your mama's trauma, and you had things happen to you when you were 12, and you still dealing with that, you know what I'm saying? And you never seeked out hope, I mean hope, and you never seeked out help, and you don't know who you are, you're lost in the sauce, that's negative energy. That is negative energy, and I don't want you a part of my spirit circle. Not at all. And I'm going to tell you why. Because people like that have very low self-esteem. They don't have the confidence. My beard is a little crooked, huh? They don't have the confidence that they need to deal with me. You know what I'm saying? When, when, when I'm out, baby. This is a confident ass nigga right here. Like, full confidence. Like, I know who the fuck I am and I know who the fuck I want to be. And that is somebody, okay? So don't slide in my DMs or nothing like that if you don't know who you are and you haven't worked on your trauma. You definitely should read Mesa Akbar. I know I talked about it, but that book helped me. Oh my God. Oh my God, speaking of books, have you read Between the World and Me by Ta-Nehisi Coates? I met Ta-Nehisi the other day. Uh, let me tell y'all how much of a punk I am when it comes to celebrities. I don't like to bother celebrities. Living in Atlanta, I used to see celebrities here and there, you know what I'm saying? And they would just be living their regular life. So... Y'all see the Apollo thing that was on my IG. Now, shout out to Dr. Creative because <laughs> I was in the building for that. I had to support my motherfucking friend, okay? Um, and shout out to First Lady Mary, Mary Eason. <laughs> but I was at the um, at the intersection. Apollo had this uh, little festival, not little festival, but they had a festival. It was a three-day festival, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, right? Ta-Nehisi Coates Day was Saturday, which happened to be the same day that Dr. Creator's play was. I was sitting down in Ta-Nehisi Coates. Now, mind you, before I even got there, I was telling everybody, I can't wait to see um, Mr. Coates because I need a picture with him and I need to talk to him. Now, when I see the man, none of that. None of that. A whole little punk, okay? So I was like, now, a lot of people, not a lot of people, but some people didn't know who he was that I was with. So I have walked by him, ended up going backstage. I don't know why we went back there because I was really enjoying the show. And I was like, why? Why are y'all taking me away? Um, ended up going backstage and I told Athena, my new adopted big sister, I was like, that was him. <laughs> and she was like, what are you talking about? Who? I said, that was Tiny Easy Coach. She said, oh my God, you walked by her. You've been talking about him this whole weekend. Like, blah, 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 getting on my damn nerves. She says, so let's go back up there. What's up? I was like, no, he's enjoying the show. Let him be. Let him do his thing, right? So I'm so excited about this story. Like, I finally get to share it with somebody. Um, and the millions of viewers that I have, huh? 
Um, so I was like, no. And then we stayed backstage for a minute and then went back out. And she was like, you just gonna walk by him again? And I was like, Athena, like he's why he's literally watching the show, even though he was on his phone. Um, watching the show. And so we set up a plan where I was gonna sit in front of him and act like I was watching the show, and then she was gonna secretly record me saying hi to him. <laughs> So I sat in front, it was literally a chair right in front of him. So I sat down and then I turned around, I was like, hey. He was like, what's up? I said, I want you to let, I want to let you know your book changed my life. And I shook his hand. I'll show y'all that video now that I told y'all. Um, and I shook his hand. And I was like, I ain't never gonna wash his hand. I'm kidding now, that's creepy. I'm just joking. Um, so she recorded it and then she was like, She's backstage, you wanna go get her? Or she just got here, you wanna go get her? And I was like, yeah, so that was a whole setup too. Tana, he sees, sorry, it was definitely a setup to say hi to you. Um, <laughs> I ain't never done no shit like that before because I don't like to bother people. Um, and she was like, you're not bothering him, he's here. Like, he's a public, he's in the public. Like, he's here for business. Like, this is his job now. Like, if you saw him on the street, that was a different thing, right? I was like, okay, you're right. So somehow I get backstage again. Not somehow, but I got backstage again, uh, or we went backstage again, and um, he was right there, standing there, talking to some nigga. And I was like, well, this is my moment. So I was like, I never got to tell you what book I was talking about. He was like, oh, you did it, what book is it? Like, the man has a really great personality. Um, and I was like, it's between the world and me. I said, now can we get this picture? <laughs> So I took my picture and I was very fucking happy about that because um, The Water Dancer is one of his books and it, like, I'm not a reader and I didn't realize that I was really going to have a really hard time reading a fucking book. Um, so I read most of it and then I was like, Malcolm, like, this is too much for your brain. Like, and I mean, not like too much, but the book is really big. It's a lot of pages. Um, and I ain't never read like that. So that was one of my first books that I actually was like, one of my first big books that I read. And then I also downloaded it online on Audible so I could hear it on Audible too to make sure I didn't miss anything. Um, so I read that book twice. But Between the World and Me, let me tell y'all how it changed me. It, it didn't really, it reminded me of who the fuck I am and I'm a whole nigga out here in these streets. And at the end of the day, these white folks don't give a fuck about me. Literally. And it was a very intimate letter to his son. And that's all I'm going to say. You definitely should read the book. Um, the Black Body Child. That's all I can remember when I hear that. Um, because it was around... The, I read that book around the time where we was watching us just get shot up and killed up. Um, on national fucking television and meanwhile we still unprotected right but we're not even gonna go there but I read that book in the middle of that and I was doing like a lot of black shit um, in the school that I was working at so I was just like mm, 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 and I was in the zone and also around that time I told y'all that you know I was reminded of my own trauma that I had like I had a run-in with the police um, it could have been me. So yeah, that is 
what that book reminds me of, and that's what it resembles in my life. Period. So shout out to Tommy Hesey Coates. Thank you for joining. Like, thank you for listening to my Black Self the podcast. Like, I know it's been a minute, and I know it may feel like I've just been doing whatever the fuck I want, but I really had to focus on me. You know what I'm saying? A lot has happened. I was consistently doing this podcast, and I really needed some time off to work on this man because this man was not okay. I was looking like I was okay, but this man was not okay. Okay. <laughs> but now this man is okay. This man is great. This man is fabulous. This man knows who he is. Uh, this man may be in a new space. This man may be in a new place in his life. He may be in a new state. You never know where this man is going to be, but this man is great. Um, I'm going to have some merch soon. <laughs> this is still season three. I want to remind you, this is still season three. This is not a new motherfucking season. Nothing has fucking changed. A lot has changed. But this is still season motherfucking three. Y'all be great. Keep your motherfucking peace. Let me say that again. <clears throat> Let me come a little closer. Y'all be great. Keep your motherfucking peace. Keep a goddamn two-piece and a biscuit in your back pocket. Keep a bottle of hot sauce with you because you never know if you need to slap a nigga with it. Also, I guess I can't tell you to do that if I'm telling you to keep your peace, huh? So let me go back. Rewind. Let's take that out. Stay blessed. Keep your peace. And a peace. Nah, but seriously, um, keep your peace, protect your space, keep people in your spirit circle who feed your spirit. That is the point of a spirit circle. They feed your spirit. They feed your soul. They are good to you. They care about you. They're there for you. They want you to succeed. They want to see you successful. Okay, and the only way you can keep people in your spirit circle is if you want the same thing for them as well. Okay, so work on your spirit circle, reevaluate it, and love yourself first. Remember who the fuck you are. Go get fucking tested. Make sure you ain't got nothing creeping around in your blood and your veins and shit. And I don't mean just STDs. I mean the, the, the diabetes and all of that stuff that people get. You know, if that's something you're going to get, just need to be able to control it. That's all. And I love you for real. I love you for listening. What Monique say, I love us for real. And I really fucking do. Like, when I'm in a room of, full of black folks... Like, I can literally just sit in a room full of black people and not talk to them and just be in love. I just be like, oh my gosh, this is beautiful. That's how I be feeling. So if you ever see me in a room, like, I will have to get up and start talking to folks because I can just sit there and be in awe of the blackness in the room. And I love it. Have a great day, great night, good evening, great morning. Um... Thank you for listening to My Black Self, the podcast.